after the success of our first virtual coaches training and people wanting to know if we're going to be doing another one, I've decided, yes, let's do this. Coming up on July 8th, I'll be hosting another virtual coaches training and Q&A. We'll start off talking about a variety of different training techniques to implement at your practices. The first time you set up a drill, they're just learning how the drill works. If you were to just set up the same exact drills you did last time, you would see how much more productive it is. It's called getting better at getting better. So what you want to do is come in, set up the same drill and go, hey guys, we're going to do the same thing we set up last time and watch, well, one, they'll set the drills up a lot faster, but they have that familiarity with it and they're going to be able to get better at getting better. Not to mention, we'll also talk about the things that you want to talk about. Sonia, go ahead and give us your thoughts on the training. I just thought the opening with the quiz questions alone was a good way to evaluate myself as a coach and look at my perspective. Every question I ask myself, do I actually do this? Can I do this? How will I do this? The discussion in the training just gave me new ideas and ways to implement a practice and I'm hoping that it will show useful throughout the season. So just thanks so much for the timing of the training and really appreciate your help. Guys, sign up now. Like last time, I want to keep the group small so it's super beneficial to everyone on the call. So first come, first serve, link in the show notes. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. Now, rounding us out, we have Eric, the tumble chef himself, deepest voice in all of cheerleading. <laughs> Eric, welcome to the show, man. But thank you for having me. Yeah, man, it's super cool. I've been following your page for a long time. I've gotten a lot of really good, a lot of really good stuff off of your page. I love how you structure it. And um, you have some really good stuff. So I'm excited to have you on and just share your knowledge and experience with our audience. So before we get into that, just tell the people, you know, who you are and the different hats you wear and have worn in the industry. Uh, my name is Eric Thompson. Uh, I am the founder slash creator of the Tumble Chef brand. I've been coaching for almost 20 years now as a tumbling coach and also as a uh, cheer coach, world's teams, uh, level three, level two. Um, I've done a lot in the industry, been around for a long time. So I'm happy that people are finally recognizing me. So it feels good. No, you've had you've had recognition for a minute because you I remember when I was at CBU and that was this is my right. eighth year at American. So I remember we met in Daytona mm -hmm. that one time. So I was still back at CBU. So that was at least eight years ago. And I was like, dude, I was, yeah, I was like, hey, that's that Tumble was Chef right there. They're live in the flesh. Yeah, no, that was uh, I believe that was 20 because it was the, I think it was the year before quarantine. So I think it was 2019. Yep. It was 2019. I had just started. I had just started uh, Tumble Chef. Well, I started in 2015, but I didn't get serious about it until about 2017. And that didn't start using social media seriously until 2019. There we go. Well, great mm -hmm. stuff, man. 
you you've been you've been killing it. So glad to have you on the show. So let's start, you know, with V for videos. Um, how do you uh, how, <clears throat> excuse me? <clears throat> how do you how do you utilize videos while coaching the athletes? Well, one of the reasons I believe that videos are super duper important. Uh, I know for a fact that there are athletes out there who make the same mistake over and over and over and over again. And what tends to happen is the athlete themselves don't know that they're making the mistake. The coaches are upset. The parents don't understand it. As a matter of fact, I had an, uh, a parent reach, send me a message today, actually, saying that their athlete just doesn't set. She won't set. And I don't believe that the kid doesn't want to set. The kid usually doesn't know that they're not setting. So I believe that using video as a coach makes an athlete more aware of what they look like in their skill. So they're no longer under the, the or no longer assuming that they're doing something correctly or incorrectly. They can actually see it, which makes it easier for you to then introduce ways to correct it or improve on it to the athlete when they know they're making the mistake. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's great. It's, um, my, uh, I had like a PE teacher say this once. He's like, you know, I, I have videos of me skiing. And I, I have one image of the way I feel like I look when I ski until I see myself skiing. I go, I do not look like that. Right. And I'll see videos of myself doing what, you know, whatever it is. And I'm like, man, I, I thought I looked a lot cooler doing that. And I actually don't look right. as cool as I thought I did. So yeah, you, you make, yeah, you make excellent points. Uh, all right, here we go. So let's move right along. Let's go to W for whips. So talk to us, you know, talk to our coaches listening about whips, how to train them, how to start them, any good drills you have for us. So for me, when it comes to whips, I would say the most important thing that I believe that when it comes to those, it's going to be foot placement, okay? Your block angle, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're, you have your negative and you have your positive block angle. The simplest way to, to explain that to a person who doesn't understand it is a negative block angle means the feet are behind when they make contact with the ground, behind the hips and the shoulders. A negative block angle promotes height as opposed to a positive block angle, which means the feet are in front of the hips and shoulders when you make contact with the ground which promotes distance and speed going backwards. I would say more than anything else when it comes to whips, your takeoff angle. So I see a lot of people go into it and kind of just arch their backs super hard and they feel like that's a whip. But in actuality, if your whip floats, it then loses power. You want a whip that's actually low to the ground, quicker and snappier. And a lot of it's gonna come from your foot placement or your block angle coming out of the skill before. There we go. You know, great stuff right there. And it's actually funny. We had Shay on. Well, everyone knows who's listened to the, the full podcast. Shay did, you know, kicked us off and he started off with letter A. And, he, you know, first thing we talked about were angles. So this yep. should be familiar to everyone listening right now. So we need that positive angle. We need those toes in front for those whips right there. All right. Good stuff, man. Right. Um, all right. We got X. Dude, we're moving right along. We got X for what are extra drills that athletes can do at home to strengthen their tumbling so one of the things that i when it comes to extra things i actually call extra drills free conditioning what do athletes do <laughs> when their athletes aren't when their parents aren't paying for it right so one of the things that i'm a big proponent of is coaches and athletes not only understanding skills but understanding what parts of their bodies are doing the skills or responsible for making the skill happen successfully for instance Let's say, hypothetically, I'm a person working on back handsprings. 
at my house, what I would want to be able to do is the very same arms and hands that I'm going to be using or needing to be trusting in in my handspring. I want to make sure I have trust in those areas. So things like push-ups, things like um, uh, uh, mountaintop push-ups, things like handstands against the wall, handstand shoulder shrugs. So for me, it's less about doing more of or doing the things that you can do in gym. It's about you taking the time to do things, the smaller things, like strengthening your body so that when you get in the gym to do the drills, you can actually do them correctly, which will make the skills happen more efficiently. Mm -hmm. There we go. Dude, absolutely love it. All right, here we go. Moving right along. We got why for young athletes. So what is, you know, talk. I want you to talk to our coaches right now. What's something that's really important for coaches to reinforce with our youngest athletes and our young athletes in the gym? Well, I believe personally, especially when you're dealing with young athletes, there has to be an understanding between, I think I call it like a trifecta almost, between the coaches, the parents, and the athletes. The worst thing that you can do for a young athlete is to rush them through, right? Take your time. You do not have to skip. A, you don't have to level up every single year. I would rather an athlete actually understand how their handspring works than for them to go from handspring straight to a tuck and then straight to layout in the same year. And then what happens is, and I'm sure you've seen this too, Jason, when you have that super talented young athlete who gains all of these skills in a short amount of time. And then they have like information overload and then they stop doing everything they learned. And then everybody's panicking. Take your time mm -hmm. with your young athletes and make sure they understand the skills and really understand how their body's supposed to feel while doing the skills. Yep. <laughs> Dude, great. Eric, this is good stuff, man. I absolutely love it. Here you go. Eric, close us out. We got Z. For zillion, what's something that you say a zillion times while you're coaching tumbling? I have two, actually, and I want to make sure I think right. both of them are very important. Okay, So the first one is strong bodies equals strong skills. A lot of times people talk about having mental blocks. And what I realize after I speak to them over a short amount of time is that they don't have a mental block. They have a body block. You haven't worked on the vessel but you expect the skills to come out of the vessel. I ask people this all the time. You want your tuck stand, um, you want your tuck seven days a week, but you only train for it one day a week. Make the math math. Strong bodies <laughs> equal strong skills. And then the second thing I say all the time, I say this at the beginning of every single clinic that I do, you are not allowed to use I can't. Because in most cases, when an athlete tell you that they can't do something, they mean they won't do it. And those are two fundamentally different things. So if we eliminate I can't from our vocabulary and our thought process, we then become more willing to try things and we then become more or get closer to becoming the athlete that we want to be. There we go. That's how you shut it down, Eric. That's how you shut it down. I absolutely love it, man. Dude, Eric, you are absolutely phenomenal. Dude, you knocked those all out of the park. Tell the people how they can... If they want to reach out to you for a clinic or if they're another coach and they just want to, you know, talk to you and just chop it up, how can people follow your journey? How can people stay in contact with you? You know, give them everything. Uh, I think the easiest way to find me is probably on Instagram. My Instagram is TumbleChef. I'm pretty, I'm straightforward. Uh, and what happens on there is I have a link tree that has a link to pretty much everything, any way to find me, number, everything, my database, the whole shebangity bang. Find me on Instagram under TumbleChef and you'll be able to contact me or one way or another. There we go. Absolutely love it, man. Eric, 
you're welcome back anytime. I appreciate you for having me again. And like I said, like we talked about before, I will never forget you recognizing me at College Nationals. That might have been one of the highlights of the Tumble Chef experience because you were the first person who recognized me without me saying anything, nothing. You go, oh, that's the Tumble Chef. And I was like, bro, somebody knows who I am. I remember going back to my friends after we um, after we talked and I was like gassed. I'm talking about like I was like going crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe somebody even recognized me. And so I thank you for that confidence boost. I thank you for this opportunity. And I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. For sure, for sure. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.